It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, Mr. Devil here, Kenny Danico, three-time Stanley Cup champion of the New Jersey Devils, and you're listening to the Uncle Puckers New Jersey Devils podcast with Chris, Dan, Bobby, and Tony, the Uncle Puckers. Let's go Devils! You guys think any of the Beatles could play goalie? They can't do any worse. Maybe put the four of them in there together. <laughs> stop stop we're, Pucker too. We're the Uncle Puckers, Chris Stan and um Bobby tonight. Bobby. Yeah, Hi. sorry. Dude, I am seriously half asleep, so I apologize it's, for it's hard to be a ten o'clock show. pucker. It is hard. This late shows suck, but how's everybody doing? Doing doing okay. Doing better than the devils these days. <laughs> Oh, man, we came out like, you know, just really feeling great about Monday night against the Avalanche. Sure. And um, last night was, uh, you know, lots of ups and lots of downs, like you had said earlier, Dan. <laughs> um, but what's your, your I mean, really, let's, you haven't been on in a couple of uh, uh, shows. So I really, right. like, I thought that the goaltending from Vanacek against the Avalanche was awesome. I thought he played great. Yep. Um, what did you see last night? Not that. Not that. <laughs> I mean, the you know the 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 dribbler between the legs was a killer. The team responded. They they uh, they also got really lucky. I mean, there was a they could have been buried in that second period, buried like for good. How many posts? posts? And just even some of the saves Vanacek made. These were like he's playing from behind. You know, he's he's playing desperate, uh, which I appreciate. But you, you know, like he had that feeling that it's not sustainable. What and did you, what did you think, Dan, of the play where he went up to the blue line to try oh. and get that breakaway, and then the whole melee fucking ensued? Like what he, did went you make of that? he went on a walkabout. He went on a walkabout. I mean, at that point, just <laughs> what are you doing, dude? The red line to stop a friggin' to get a, a penalty because you know they're going to score on you. Like, yeah, it, it that was insane. Um, I've I, he I, he can't be trusted to play 
consistently. It's just, it's just come to that because you can be brilliant at times. Even within the game, he made a couple insane saves. I'm not saying he's talentless, but to be a, you know, an NHL caliber goalie, you have to have a, a minimum level of play that you almost never go below. And he goes below that uh, nearly every other game. And this is the level of inconsistency where we're at with him. Um, it's gone from the beginning of the season where it's like, okay, he's not saving our asses, but we kind of deserve to lose some of these games. So I'm not really going to say that he's the main problem to no, He is one of the main problems for sure at this point. So, you know, like you said that we, you, the inconsistency of being, you know, and you have to be consistent to be a true number one goalie in the NHL. Right. Uh, what did you think of a guy across the ice from him who is a true number one in Jacob Markstrom? What did you think of his game last night? Because we don't get to watch Calgary a lot, so yeah, I like I like his game. I like the way he plays. Um, you know, I don't think, um, he, yeah, he would definitely be an upgrade. Sure, definitely. Um, I don't think he's maybe my dream. Go, you know, goaltender for the, but he he is a solid replacement that if we could get, I'd be happy to get him. Um, you know, I do believe this team has more problems too than just a goaltender, but we got to start somewhere. And last night was a great example of like, yeah, he's he's costing you games. Uh, the, the goaltender goaltending situation is costing you games. I, I don't think we can, you know, just hang it all on Dawes and that's it. That, that, that's our guy. We'll be fine. We know that. We know that's not true. He's not necessarily ever going to be there, but he's not there this year. Uh, to take that role. Um, the Devils look like they may not make the playoffs at this pace. And uh, if that's the case, you know, they, they got more time to find one, but I think it's not over yet. And if they have a shot, shot pulling a goalie in, they should do it. Do you think there's a real chance of this? Um, yeah, I do. Um, I, and I'll, I'll, I'll give you my quick thoughts on the game, but I want to hear from Bob first. Um, you know, we were on after the Avalanche game and we were very optimistic and we were saying like, this is the type of game that they need to play, you know, and, and what did you see last night? Because I, I don't, I don't put a lot of the blame last night and I'm curious to you, do you, I don't put a lot of the blame on the guys up front. And I just thought that they played, they played hard still. And it was yeah. just one of those games where, you know, you finally get that momentum, and V doesn't make the big save. They got the shorthanded goal. I mean, yeah, and they had all the momentum at that point, and then they give up yeah. that fourth goal or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. But, like, Bobby, what were, what were your takeaways? So, uh, tough game to watch, right? It's another one of those games where it's just very frustrating. Um, I agree with you. I don't think that most of the team played bad. I thought they actually played very inspired. I thought they played uh, heavy. I thought that they – Played strong. I just, you know, they had the will. They had the heart. Um, VTech definitely let in a couple that should not have gone in. But this was more of a microcosm of our season. VTech's performance aside, this was literally the difference between a goaltender win and a goaltender loss. So when I say that, I'm not actually digging on his performance that bad. For every, for like the two maybe, like really soft goals that he let up. He had no business stopping about three or four other ones. So I think my point is the amount of goals scored in the devils would have been the same, even if it was like somebody else take the two bad, but he covered it up with the two good. They're going to score that many. 
what we were able to do to get past a few past Markstrom should have given us hope, but he was just enough better to win the game. I, I agree with that. I, I don't, I don't, I mean, I think if we had Markstrom and I think goaltenders are reversed last night, we win the game. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. So, I mean, Dan, I agree with you. Like your goalie cost you last night because they could have pulled that game out and they did have all the momentum. And I'm watching that third period. And I'm like, these motherfuckers are going to pull this thing out and get it to overtime. And, you know, once you get to overtime with the devils, it's like, you know, does Calgary really know what's about to happen to them? Because they're, they're about to lose. Um, and it just, it, it could never materialize because they just had that. We had all the momentum. We had all the offensive zone time. They get one chance in our zone. It was that quick little spin around shot. Forget who scored it. Um, and it's behind Vanacek. It's like, dude, yeah. like you said, the, the ones that you scratch your head saying, holy shit, how'd he stop that? And then he lets those by. Yeah, or no. the and, squeaker and, between his legs. Oh, like, that was just horrible. Ball, Ball, you know, he was hot and cold too. And Ball was on that play with the, uh, you know, second goal that was semi-soft on Vanacek where it was like, where were you on this? But, but yeah, I, I, I really think, it was, you know, if you're going to pin it on anybody, it's Vanacek. And, and you know, to answer your question before, like, do I think that they – I think this team has a ton of skill still. I think this team can really get it together. I think this team can go on a run. But they have to have some competent goaltending behind them. And I know the defense is – the defense has been playing better. Um, so I think a competent goalie makes up for the little bit of deficiencies that you have on D. And then maybe even go out. I mean, I was watching NHL uh, – a network, a, I forget what fucking show it was, NHL Live or whatever, and Rupp was on, and he was talking about Noah Hannafin and Jake Markstrom, and both of those dudes, he's saying, Tom Fitzgerald's got to make those calls. you got to get those two guys if you're the Devils. Um, I've been big on the Chris Tanev train over Noah Hannafin, mm-hmm. like get that stay-at-home defenseman. Then I watched Noah Hannafin last night, and I see mm-hmm. his speed and his yeah. sheer skill, and it's like, you know what? Either one of these dudes is going to help this team Injection tremendously. Of life, big time. Yeah, but if you can get one of those guys and Jacob Markstrom, I think this team can. This team could actually make a run. I thought going into last night when all the lineups were posted, and I thought, "Holy crap! Look at this third line!" You know, Holtz and Hughes and and Toffoli. I did not think that Holtz had a good game. Um, I think playing with Hughes is something that's going to take him a little bit of time to get used to. They're going to have to figure each other out. I keep them together because I think if you can get those three lines working good together, you don't have a third line. You don't have a second line. You have three one lines, you know, three number one lines. They're phenomenal. Um, so I really liked that. Uh, I think they're going to need some time. I thought Jack played tremendous again. Just in the little things that he does for this team, like the entries and how he does that, and how over he does and over it. again, it's and it's incredible. like, yeah, I mean, it, he backs everybody off of him. He's just that frigging good. He opens up so much ice for everybody else. First game back, okay, you know, we're we're gonna be all right. But unless something gets done and gets done now, I, I just, I, I, we will not make the playoffs. You have to make a move now. Yes. Really tough because I think Chris and I kind of ended the last show saying we'd be okay with a loss if it was, you know, a tough loss, if they played well. And I think for the most part, most of the team gave us the effort that, again, normally would have won you a game. Sure. Uh, Marshall was extremely hot for most of that game before we got a couple past him. And VTech, we already explained, you know, sure, he made a couple outstanding saves he probably shouldn't have had. And then he made, didn't make saves. Um, 
earlier. And I just, I don't know. I just feel like, um, I feel like I completely lost my train of thought. I get that. Yeah. But I, I think, I think last night was the perfect, um, you know, juxtaposition of what a team with a good goalie looks like and what a team without a good goalie looks like. It was a perfect contrast. I mean, sure. and how does Tom Fitzgerald just watch that game and go and man, we got to get him. So we got to get him. We have to get somebody like that. That just, to, yeah. You just yeah. round up. You just got my point back to me, which was that if, if all other things being equal, had there been an average goaltender in there and we lose that game, we're right where we said we would be. I'd be more okay with that. But the way we lost it, those goals and, you know, not really giving us a chance. Uh, There's not many games this year that we've lost that I can point to pretty much one thing and say, this is why we lost. Like it's usually a, a, you know, it's a culmination. It's, it's a combination of defense and, you know, from our guys on the blue line or a lack of defense from our forwards, it's piss poor goaltending. This last night, I kind of just put all on the goaltending because I don't yeah, think the rest I was of the, the guys closest, I think, bad. I think it was the closest we've seen to seeing a, a double goaltender get booed. The crowd was so into the storming back, the shorthanded mm-hmm. goal, that you could see every play the Devils had the puck, uh, you know, especially following Heischer's goal. The crowd came alive. They felt it. Everybody felt it watching this. Game. Like, you guys can do this. You can it and felt then, like a game from last year. Yeah, like we did. were destined to win it. We're going to figure this out. But but then you know these goals are going in, and you know okay, they're not done yet. They come back again. Another we just another let another goal in. You know yeah. it's just anytime they get any life, he lets an untimely goal in. I'm not even going to say every single one of those that happened as they made their comeback were bad goals. They weren't. But you know where's the timely saves? Uh, that's that's what we're not getting. You know, I do have to ask you guys, like, remember when back in the 90s, you know, late 90s, mid 90s, like whenever a team pulled a goalie, it was always with a minute or so left. Yes. Like they pulled the goalies so it's, early. It's getting ridiculous. It. Okay. Yeah. That's what I was going to bring up because I honestly thought last night you pulled V too, too early. early. Two minutes The team is still buzzing. You have offensive zone faceoff time. Like let's win a faceoff. Let's give them another shift out there and let's see how they do with your that's best the, guys. And the then thing, you right? can call the timeout. You can pull your goalie. You can do it right. It's like the game's over and there's, uh, you know, a minute 45 left because they just scored an empty netter with, you know, it, it's because you pulled the goalie with two that's, minutes left. That's the game within the game. Like, I understand it. Maybe you think you want to pull with two minutes because it gives you more time with that advantage. But you got to look at the way the team's playing at that moment. And at that moment, I did not feel they needed to pull that goalie yet. I wanted to string that out for another minute because they were pushing and they were pushing hard. And sure enough, boom. Like you said, I mean, if you're down, there, game two, over. you're down two goals. I, I can see the logic. Story. Remember yeah. Brent Sutter? Like we'd be down three goals. He pulled the goal with five minutes left. He's like, I'm not going to protect a loss. I got that. Exactly. That's cool. exactly. But this game was different. So it was, yeah. and, and, and it's been happening a lot. Lindy's been doing it a lot. And mm-hmm. I, I just, last night, it, it, you're right. He has been doing it uh, very often. And last night was the, the one I'm just, as I'm, I'm like, that it really hit me. Like, dude, give these guys another shifter too. You know, you, you just let, Jack and Nico and Brad go out there and try and do something, put your best guys out there and let's see if we can get one, um, right. you know, and then just get the overtime. And, and we can do that with two guys on the back end. That's like a Hughes and anemic. We're not just yeah. putting, right. you know, these guys can get it done for you too. So yeah. take a they chance. Definitely, yeah. Give them a couple more 
seconds, 30 seconds, you know, 40 I seconds. I whatever. didn't agree with that. I really didn't. Um, and then, you know, now it leaves us with a, a, a crappy decision because what do you do tomorrow night? You Do you go with Nico Dawes, who hasn't played in over two weeks? Which is kind of why he, he should have played last in? night. He should have played last night. When, when is he going to bring that? him in? Yeah, I know. When is he going to yeah. bring him in? Never. Right. Like, what, did I hear Lindy say what? Lindy Bobby? said that someone said, did you think about pulling VTAG after yeah, whatever goal it was? That. And he said, we did, but then we realized, you know, Dawes hasn't played in a while, so it wasn't the time. So, okay, then when's the time? You're going to start him? A, well, a I, I guess he's maybe I'm hoping that maybe he's just saying, you know, to come in ice cold like that after two weeks without even warming up. Like, I, I don't know. Um, like, I don't agree with that, though, Dan. I thought that VTech should have gotten a start last night because of how yeah. well he played against Colorado. Um, if you, you still didn't make a move for a goalie yet, I think you got to see, like, let's give him a fucking chance. There's a lot of games coming happens. up. And, you know, I, I, Dawes hadn't played it in a while. Get both your guys back from the All-Star break. Do you really think you're going to play Vanacek, uh 90s level of, uh, you know, 90% of the games? Like, that's not going to happen. So get, point. get him back in. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't really matter because the way the schedule is coming up, you're going to have to play Vanacek, uh, you know, even just in rotation, two out of four nights here and there, you know. And I don't know if you can rely on him for that. You know, he's just he just doesn't seem like he he's good putting back-to-back games in or even like, you know, anything more than 50% of his outings are, you know, questionable. I mean, 24 hours ago – I was ready, just like Chris and I talked. I was like, just let VTech ride it just a little bit. Now, literally, yeah, it's Carolina on Saturday, yeah. who's been destroying us, and I have no idea where you go. Yeah, I have no like confidence in either way. Right. Scary. Uh, I mean, I think that it will be Dawes because I think that Lindy Ruff is, it kind of seemed like with the post game press conference, like his. Kind of uh, reading between the lines is I'm done with this guy. He let a lot. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And and so I I think it will be Dawes. But again, it's a young guy, hasn't played in over two weeks, and you're going down to play in Carolina. Uh, You know, it could be a recipe for disaster. That's why I just think Tom Fitzgerald, like, dude, whatever you have to do, if you have identified a guy you want, then go and get him, man. Like, you don't have to wait till March 8th to make this deal. You can go do it now and go get it done. I don't, I don't care at, like if you believe that this team can make a run and all you need is like the goalie, the defenseman or whatever. Defensemen are, of course, a little bit more available. Um, you know, no matter who you get, you might not be able to get your pick of the litter, but you can definitely get some people that are a little bit better than what we have right now. But the goaltender, like if it's Markstrom, then make the deal. Put something together. Put a package together for Hannafin or Tanev and Markstrom that uh, Calgary can't say no to. We have all the assets. We have all the depth players down in, in Utica. Why not? Just Even if it. it didn't work out at all, like failed miserably, we have the stock to do it and say, well, we tried. You know, there's just no yeah. reason at this point. Now, uh, he has – I don't know. Did you see the report today that uh, Fitzgerald is – Still working the phones hard, apparently, for a goaltender and potentially a defenseman as well. And that he also says, whoever reported this said he's not at the point where he's ready to say this is a lost season, i.e. he's not going to not go for it. Uh, I agree with that. I agree with it too, but it just feels like then do it now. 
Yeah, that's yeah. it. Because it will be a lost season if you don't do it for another three weeks. And then, you know, if you or you wait to the trade deadline, which is, well, I guess that's only, what, three weeks away or so, four weeks away. Uh, you, you you wait that long. And then, you know, and then a report came out today. Carolina is interested in Jacob Markstrom. Like, right. if you don't do anything and you let your division rival go and get a guy like Jacob Markstrom, Carolina will be my favorite to win the Stanley Cup if they get a guy like that in net. And I think the Devils can compete with anybody, but they've got to get goaltending, man. Just enough, just to build the confidence of this team up. Because you know how hard it is to go out there every night and know I got to or think at least I got to play perfect tonight. You know, because my goaltender can't stop shit. Yeah, it's, we need a three goal lead, and even that's not safe. Yeah, I don't care how good your offense is. You know, you, you can't expect every team to. You got to win four or five goals a night. You just can't do it. You know, and, and Dan, I want to touch on something because Bob and I had a long talk about um, what's going on in New York right now with the Rangers and Jonathan Quick. So, you know, Quick has been starting for them. I don't know if he's played tonight. I don't know if they were playing tonight. I didn't even put any hockey on tonight. But um, so Shesterkin is now has not played in like three or four starts. Quick is the guy. And I just made a joke like, are the Rangers dumb enough to sign quick and let's just Sturk and walk and maybe we can get him. But then we got onto the subject like, if this team is going to be a dynastic team, if they're going to be a team for the next six or seven years that are always in the mix, uh, you know, i.e. Tampa Bay or, you know, even Vegas now, which is just a fantastic team, at some point, right, they're going to have to go and get themselves that franchise goalie. Um, you can't keep doing this and consider yourself serious. Am I wrong about that? No, that's 100% correct. Uh, you need the franchise goalie if you're going to be a dynastic team, 100%. Yeah, I mean, you can't really think of a dynasty team that had had goaltending. Right. <laughs> they you might know. have had a transition between, you know, two really good guys, but right. I'm trying to think of, like, the worst goaltender you associate with a multiple cup team. I, they're all, all awesome, you know, so. Did, um, you know, I'm real curious, uh, do we have that guy yet? Is he in the system? Is it somebody or is it going to have to be a big free agent over the summer move and go and actually pull somebody away from a good team and get them on our team and sign these guys, sign whoever it is for five or six years, and you know that that's our goalie. And if we're going to go and win cups, we have Jeremy Swayman for the next five years or Jacob Markstrom or, I mean, Markstrom is a little bit older, so I think that, Markstrom is great for the next year or two, you know, this year, two more, but then you still, you have to go and find that guy, right? You you just, you know, they have to do something because we will always just be, uh, you know, bridesmaids. The only thing I would would say with that is that the the league and goaltending has changed a lot. And the truth is almost like that guy doesn't exist anymore. Who's good to be solid, good for six years, seven years straight. I mean, Vasilevsky's still doing it. Vasilevsky is probably the only one and um, that has been that high level for that consistently for so long. Like, if think about all the guys who you know had some flashes in the pan, and you know, they're, then they've tapered off again. Like some of the Cup winners recently, uh, you know, who just faded away into obscurity. It's amazing. You know, where's Kemper? You know, like, right. There's, there's a whole bunch of them that the position has changed and guys do get hot at the right times, but I don't see, you know, um, one goaltender being that high level, maybe ex- with the exception of Vasilevsky, there's probably a couple guys just a step or two below. And yeah, we should still shoot for those guys. I'm not saying that he doesn't exist, but it's, they're not as out, 
as many of them out there as maybe there once were who was like, okay, this is your guy, you know? Now, did you guys see the article that Corey Crawford did, the Q&A? Did you guys see any of this? I did not. What's this? So he did a big Q&A, and um, I just – let me see if I have it real quick because he he was talking, of course, of the Devils and what happened here when he uh, got signed. And, you know, the question was kind of like, did you want to – play for Chicago still. And then they decided that, you know, they weren't going to sign you. So you just decided to go to New Jersey. And he went on about how, no, like he really wanted to play, but he was in a really bad way. Um, so it says here. So when Crawford announced his retirement in January of 2021, it wasn't completely surprising. He vanished from the hockey scene, though there was mystery and intrigue over why he retired. He had signed a two year contract with the devils and open training camp with them. But he then stepped away from the team for personal reasons and soon announced his retirement. Since then, Crawford has laid low. He's declined interviews and all this other stuff. And then they go into the Q&A. Um, and the first question about us was, do, 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 let me just find this real quick. Just talking about what he's doing now. Then he said, you had worked so hard to get back from your concussions. It seemed like you were ready to play for a few more seasons. Was it a matter of... If the Blackhawks had offered you a contract that you would have remained playing and that motivation wasn't there when you got to New Jersey. It's a good question. Yeah, sure. Because we all make that joke that, you know, Corey Crawford finally realized who he was playing for and said, oh, wait, no, I'm retiring. Yeah. He says, no, my motivation was there. I wanted to play with Jersey. Mentally, I just couldn't. From the medication, it's tough to say, honestly. It was a little embarrassing because no one really understands that part, right? It's easy to say, oh, my leg is broken or this and that. When you're explaining that stuff, no one understands or only a certain amount of people understand. I just mentally was done. I almost lost my mind. That's hard. I didn't exactly know what was going on. I lost my mind. To be honest, being on those medications, even coming off them, was worse off the benzos. It was tough. I felt horrible for Jersey too to put them in a bad spot. I wanted to be there and go win a Stanley Cup, but the position I was in, I wouldn't have been much help. So that's what he says about oh. his time here, uh, and it's a pretty good interview. And you know, he's he's honest about everything and everything he went through, and he went through a lot. And he seems like he's in a much better place now. And uh, you know, that was only two years ago. Right? Yep. You know? How about we get Corey Crawford? <laughs> yeah, How you I mean, feeling now, Corey? Doing better. <laughs> Got a two-year contract sitting here for you. Um, but yeah, I thought that. Oh, was, I would uh, try it. I would try it right now. That that was pretty awesome. Uh, that was a, a cool little article, and uh, you know, it was nice to hear that. You know, if it's true that he really did want to play with us, and he had some some faith in this team. Yeah, it would have been nice. It would have been nice. I mean, I remember when they announced him. I'm like, finally, we got. Somebody who's a you know stable goaltender, and what a disappointment, yeah. right? When and half like, an hour later, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. I, I, I mean, they got to do something. This is just getting to a point that like this this whole season, it, it's just such a ugly season to watch, man. It's like right. you just they never know what you're going to get with this team, and tomorrow night can be really ugly and. Uh, you know that, but like if Fitz is if that's reporting is all true, and that Fitz is you know playing the phones and doing everything, is there anybody that kind of off the top of your head, goaltender wise, that you guys are like, I really want this person or that person, or is it just I don't care, get anybody? Uh, yeah. Where where are you guys at? Uh, even with Markstrom, we talked about how he's got two years after, which 
would be good because it's not forever if we had somebody in the system to come up next. Even with him, I'm just looking at a stopgap. I just, I just want somebody to come in here and salvage the season as best as possible. Because even if we had a mid-tier, straight in the middle, like the 15th best goalie, starting goalie in the league, we're probably not even having these conversations. We're probably seated well into the playoffs. Um, maybe looking far ahead and saying, boy, we got some problems to truly win a cup. Um, but we're certainly not sitting here like panicking or talking about, you know, <laughs> could we actually get like a Sorokin or something like that? But um, I, always, I just want anybody. Like we, we, we always thought that VTech was that, right? He yeah. was league average, yes. right? This was a dude I, that can, you know, give you a little above last year, but otherwise, yeah. You know, I mean, not, this bad, like dead last in almost every statistical category. Like this right. is ridiculous. Uh, this is a team that had Marty Brodeur for 18 years. Like I, I don't I just, it's mind boggling to me that we have fallen so far with the goaltending. Like we don't have anyone in our system. Like it right. may, it might be Dawes. I don't know, but we don't have anybody in our system. You hear all these different teams and guys in their system. They're excited about, you know, whether it be Wolf or whether it yeah. be, uh, Spencer Knight, whether it be uh, the kid up in Buffalo, like we have nobody. Like, how did we drop the ball on on that position so poorly? Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't mind to pick up somebody with a little experience and who could kind of, um, you know, help the team play. Uh, not only by his play, but you know, having a system. I feel like Vitek uh, and then the young goalies we've had this year, Schmid and Dawes, they don't really have that kind of command of the team. And the goalies, you know, he's not supposed to be like a assistant captain or anything like that. But I think, you know, when you have a steadiness back there, it can also like, you know, direct how he wants things to play. The communication behind the net between the defensemen and the goalies this year has been horrible. Right. Um, they, you know, just some of the set plays that should be set plays are not. They're mm-hmm. just really, you know, poor uh, communication between the goalies. And the te- I, at some level, I blame coaching. And, you know, maybe if we're going to go for the goalie, we get somebody who's got a little bit more experience who knows how he likes to play and how he likes his defenseman to play in front of him and will have that kind of pull because I do feel like we could take a league average or better goaltender and drag them down the way we're playing this year. Uh, I kind of see a little bit that with Dawes. I mean, he came in pretty hot and confident. I watched his confidence start to chip away. Right. I saw little cracks in his confidence. Uh, he, he took a couple losses where he still looked confident and then I just see him now. I feel like there's not that good trust in communication. Um, and that's that's something that maybe needs to be corrected along with the goaltending. So maybe if we get a, a goaltender who's been around for a while, that kind of kills two birds with one stone to some extent. I still would like to look at the whole coaching aspect of this team too. I think our back-end coaching defensively and uh, you know maybe even the handling of the goaltenders. Uh, to be honest, I didn't like the way we've – chosen goaltenders for certain games, um, the way we've pulled them too early at times, and, uh, you know, other times maybe not enough, like last game. Uh, I, you know, I, I feel like the coaching is, is a big part of the story. I don't know what we're going to do about that this year. Either. Well, I, I do think, I, I mean, I'm I'm on the fire, Lindy, train. I've, I've been now for a good month or so, and I do. But I'm also fully – uh, aware that it's not going to happen during the season no. um, with, with everything that this team has been through this year. Um, unless you're really coming out and saying, okay, we're going to, you know, reset 
and try again next year and you go and trade to Foley and you, you know, try and get a little bit of assets and then maybe you fire your coaching staff. But like, we know that that's not the way this team thinks and it's definitely not the way Fitzgerald thinks. So I do think Lindy will be gone at the end of this year, but I also think that, you know, they're not going to do it until after those. And you have to get a whole new coaching staff in there. I completely agree with you, Dan. There's been so many questionable calls, questionable plays, questionable line, change uh, line, um, combinations is everything mm-hmm. it's like you know lindy did not manage all the negative that happened with this team i don't think he managed it very well um so yeah you got to go out now as far as a goalie i i to me jacob markstrom is the best one available i think that you know he fits with this team i think he can be that veteran guy he's got some playoff experience um it's huge yeah, he's, you know, and but there's the other guy that I keep on kind of going back to, and is Elvis Merlikens. I think that he would be a huge upgrade for us. Uh, I just think, you know, I know a lot of people don't think so. I mean, I've seen online like, no, he sucks. He's this. He's that. His numbers are way better than anything we have, and he's playing on Columbus. You know, one of the few teams that defensively is a lot worse than us. So, I mean, how would this guy who plays with a bit of a chip on his shoulder and has something to prove, how would he be coming over here? I think that he could be a really good answer. Well, if the price is right, too. That's that's the whole thing. I, and I that think there's... would be a lot cheaper than going out and getting a Markstrom. Yeah, like yep. you were saying, getting Markstrom, Tanev, and and maybe uh, – um, what's the other dude's name? Hannafin. Well, Hannafin. Tanev or Hannafin. Oh, okay. I'm right. not going to go all three. Yeah, so Markstrom and one of them. Uh, what does that package look like? I mean, there's. I think there's going to be something in there. It's going to make us double fans wince to give up. Oh, I agree. I agree. It'll be a Mercer or Holtz. It'll be, um, you know, or or do you just, you know, do you have enough? It depends also what is Calgary looking for? You know, does Calgary want prospects? Do they want draft picks? Like where do they, do they want to, you know, have guys that can jump right in their lineup like Sharon Govich did uh, or something like that. So I I don't know what they're going to be looking for, but I agree with you for a deal like that. Devil fans are going to have to, you know, close their eyes and swallow hard on that one because it is going to hurt, but I think it's going to be better for the team down the road. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really what it comes to at a certain point. um, Like, I don't care about the coach. I don't care about who the players are. Just want the team in general to do well. Like we talked several shows ago about untouchables, and I only named a few. You know, a couple yeah. Hughes, Anemic, one or two. Um, that's really it for me. And obviously, that doesn't mean that um, they're all expendable. It means any one of them can go. I wouldn't want to, you know, Brad sure. and Meyer and all that. Um, but yeah, at some point, you just it, it's it's about making the team better. I, I could see some like. If a package for Markstrom and say Hannafin was something like, you know, VTEC going over a defensive prospect like Kataka or something, um, Holtz, and then like a first and a third, you know what I mean? Like I would stomach that. Yeah, that, I can live with that. Even even maybe a defensive prospect that's better than Hataka. I don't know. Like I don't know the real depth of of who we have, but I'd be willing to do that because I look at our blue line and I actually see a problem fitting everybody in. So it's not a problem for me to get rid of somebody. Um, I've always liked Holtz, but I have no problem moving him for the right piece whatsoever. We've got plenty of pieces that can stick right in. And we, in my opinion, still have a forward problem too, where just people are not utilized correctly. Like, I don't know what it is. I don't know why nobody can get Timo Meyer going. He's not all of a sudden a shitty player 
seven goal a year player. There's something else going on there. Um, where does he need to be? Who does he need to play with? I don't know, but I don't think the answer is a $9 million player playing on your third line for the next eight years. Um, mm-hmm. So he's got to move up and you got to figure out where these people actually sit. And I just keep going back to the original lineups that we talked about, you know, in the summer where we're thinking about things to talk about and how, you know, my design for a third line had a guy like plot, right. And Mercer and maybe Hola in the center um, as a, as a, effective third line and that's again never to say that mercer couldn't be a a terrific first or second line player but in the short term has a guy like that in a third line help a team win a championship hell yeah but that's predicated on a guy like meyer being productive where he's supposed to be right otherwise you got to put mercer up there so it's just this big weird cluster that we can't get out of Mm -hmm. and it just doesn't ever feel like it's sat right you mentioned yesterday, oh, look at that third line with Jack Hughes. Okay, the reality is you might as well just flip that. Don't call Jack Hughes' line the third line. But on paper, yeah, that's exactly yeah. what it was. But there's there's an imbalance, and nobody is speaking up and saying where these people should really play with who. I mean, I I, I like the Heischer, Palat, Brat line that have been together. I really like that line. It has um, been doing very well. Yeah. And then I look at but and, I'm like, again, like big picture, I still – I see Palat more valuable on the third line and on a secondary and, role. And I, and I get that. I get that, yeah. you know, but it's, you're right. You're right. It's, it's been disjointed all year. Um, and, you know, it's, you know, we talked about it even when this team was doing so good last year, like the Lindy and his OCD about changing these fucking lines on a whim um, it gets really annoying. But it was working last year. So it became a joke. Right. And, you know, this, but now it's not a joke. It's not working. And whatever he's doing, um, I just think he's done a piss poor job this year with getting this team ready and, during and all the bullshit they went through. The I tweaking sometimes is, is great. Last night, I think in the third period, he replaced Mercer for Holtz on, yeah. on Hughes. Um, that was great. It, yeah. it was a flow of the game situation. Mercer, he felt like he was giving you more. Holtz was not having a good game. Totally fine with that. But, yeah, we talk about it. It's like don't even bother putting out a lineup card because <laughs> you're right. just going to do whatever the hell you want. Uh, yeah. Well, a couple of other things we'll jump into. But before so, um, guys, it's, it's a mere 48 hours away for the biggest football game of the year and slightly depressing the last football game of the year. So uh, if you're looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. New customers can bet on the big game and turn 5 bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets. So whether you like Kansas City at a plus two or you like some of the prop bets, like how many times will CBS show Taylor Swift or <laughs> how, what color Gatorade will be dropped on a you know, winning coach's head, you Orange. can do all of that on DraftKings. I'm going red. Uh, Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. And new customers bet five bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York, 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. CDKNG.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's easy for you to say. Yeah. Okay, so, so I yeah, got to point out here that um, I claimed Gatorade Orange. Dan mm-hmm. did 
green. Chris did red. I think the only other color is probably blue. So I think we should assign Tony blue. Yeah. And this is going to be uh, like a bonus prediction point, only to be used at the end of the year if there's a tie. Winner okay. wins. Winner right. takes it all. Winner, winner takes, takes the tiebreaker. It's winner, a, it's the tiebreaker goes to the Super Bowl. Okay. All right. I like that. There we go. Why not? Why not? Um, <laughs> You know, we're actually going to be not going to be on uh, over the weekend. We are going to come on on Monday and we're going to do a show a little bit before the uh, the Kraken game. So we'll we'll come on. We'll do our predictions for the week and we'll do our accountability and then we'll watch probably like the first period or something while we do the show and kind of see a little watch along and see how that goes. That might be. fun. Yeah, that could be fun. Let's give it a shot. Yeah, it could be a disaster too, which could be awesome. You know what I noticed? <laughs> Our TVs don't sync up. Like, no, nope. somebody's going to be cheering I before know. everybody else, and yeah, I see yeah. it with the texts, and sometimes I feel like one of you guys is ahead of me by like two two minutes. You know what's even more weird than that? So when I had like the cable package. I had basement TV and weather TV and literally like the, the shorter cable line at that time would be like the one that would get like the feed quicker. Right. You know what I mean? By like yeah. a split second. But now I'm purely on the internet, like two Roku sticks, like same router, like same t- still one of them is off by yeah. many seconds. It's yep. very weird. It, when I um, watch the games on my phone and I'm using the MSG app, I'm, probably a good minute or so behind the actual action minute minute and a half behind it so and that's how i have to watch the game on monday because i'm not going to be in my living room i do this in the other room so i got to watch it on my phone Mm -hmm. so we'll see how that goes like you said that could be fun um do you i don't know do you guys feel the same way that i feel like the new york rangers are so much more dangerous with jonathan quick than with igor shesterkin it's weird though i can't really explain that but i get your point you know, I mean, he's got a lot of experience and he's playing better than people expected. So it's good. You know, I got it. I think about, you know, if we make it up to that third spot and they drop down the second and then we have to play. I, I think I'd rather play Shesterkin than Quick. I just too many times we've seen Quick go on runs and win <laughs> Stanley Cups. And we've done pretty well against Shesterkin. Considering right. how great he is, our team has done well against him. Can you imagine if. Like the Rangers finally win a cup and it's with Quick that brings them there and not just Sturkin. Cause so I don't know. Like, listen, whatever you're saying, like, I'm not following the Rangers enough to know that. I still think that, like, head and shoulders, Sturkin's a better goalie. So I don't really know what the fuck's going on over in New York. But what a, what a kick in the ass for him. <laughs> he doesn't and, like, and- sure, he'll get his name on the cup. I know that old bullshit, but. But does this also, does it, you know, is, how's he feeling? You know, how's Shesterkin feeling through all this, you know? Maybe he Um, wants to come play for the Devils. Saying it's a quick drive over to Newark. I mean, they're winning right now. They're up three to one over the Blackhawks. Um, And let's see who is in goal for the Rangers. It is Igor Shesterkin. Okay, okay. so he got the start tonight against the Blackhawks. Um, The Penguins are losing to the Wild, which helps us. Um, I think that's all the games that are on tonight and tomorrow's a big, uh, big, uh, big day. So the, the games we have to concern ourselves with tomorrow, other than, you know, hopefully beating Carolina, which is a huge wish list. We need Vancouver to beat Detroit. Um, we need the Bruins to just do what they do against Washington. We need, um, to beat the hurricanes and we need Seattle to beat the flyers. Those are the big ones. That's what we need tomorrow. Uh, let's hope that's a um, great day. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just getting to the point that you're not going to be able to get out of this hole unless you really start pulling off some wins. Uh, three in a row through two or three times this year is not going to cut it. 
they have to go on a run and they have to go on a five, six, seven game win to quote Mr. Hughes, a heater. Yeah. Forget about the curveball, Ricky. Give him the heater. That's right. So uh, I don't man. know. I don't know. It's it's just the same old shit, right? Like I want something positive to talk about. I want to see this team go on a run. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just it, we just keep it's it's like we're on pulse. Right. So we were coming off Colorado and we were realistic about the win, but just saying now, if you just put that kind of effort together with a marginal goaltending, you should walk out of the win with Calgary. Now you're two in a row going down to Carolina, which again, I think is like our toughest competition. And it's just never, ever, God, I can hear myself saying this over and over again on different shows. Like there's never traction. This never starts and sticks. So it's very frustrating. And if we were, Three years ago, when we knew we were an average team, this would be a lot easier. We'd be like, hey, all right, we're five points out. Like, well, we see what this team can do, and it's maddening Yeah, it, to not be there. Very unfortunate. I mean, it, and the thing that got me last night, too, was like, because we should have, like, where's our huge offensive game? Like, we haven't had one this year. With this much skill on this team, like, where's our big six, seven goal outing? Like, have we scored that many this year? If so, it's probably only once or twice. Um, we might have done a six, you know, I don't know. You know, but, like, this team last year had quite a few six or seven goal games. Uh, where is that big outing that everybody contributes? And, you know, yeah, we I, quite I a just – got a couple sixes. Do we? Yeah. Um, you know, I just – Yeah, some are in losses. <laughs> that, that's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. Like, if you score four goals or more, you should. Oh no, no, not I mean, I mean, they scored the six on us, right? Oh, yeah, right, I, right, right. But how many games? Right. Like, I'm curious this year. How many games that we scored four or more goals did we lose? Because I bet you that there's a nice chunk of those, and that's oh, look at it right now. Definitely more than the average. Right, none, in, none in February so far. Let's okay. see. We lost six to four to Vancouver in January. Okay. We lost. Six to five to Vegas in January. Had a bunch of three goal losses in January. And December lost six to three to Sharks. Six to five to Va- oh, no, we won six to five to Vancouver. Sorry. Oh, yeah, that was a good game. But we gave up three uh, third period goals in that game. Remember that? Yep. We had a three goal lead and we gave up three third period goals. And lost Brad five was- to two to Boston. Yeah, it's. You know, when we, you know, and our offense just hasn't been, nothing's been clicking this year and nothing. Um, You know, I don't know what the hell. Oh, there's your seven goal game against Buffalo. Remember that? Barely. Back in November. Yes, I do. And we said, wow, this team's ready. You know, seven goals tonight. It was a Saturday night. We were looking, feeling good. I think it's the last Saturday we won a game. Um, It might be. You know, we were feeling good about this team. And then it was like just the same old thing. It's just, you know, hurry up and stop over and over again. But, yeah, and and listen, some people are really showing up to play. Like I think Heischer has really backed up his words uh, last night too. Uh, yeah. He looked great. Brat um, he's putting up points like crazy. Role players are doing their job. There's still just a couple people that like are just invisible, like Timo Meyer, and yeah. even Mercer replacing Holtz was good, but Mercer wasn't exactly flying around in an A game. Like, I, just, I really Mercer. wanted to see. Like last night, I really wanted to see like Meyer take over the game. I'm not going to bust his ass for where his total production is this year because it's a weird season. He's had injuries. He's not ever playing in the right spot. He's not even playing on the wing he prefers to play on for $9 million. But I still, still, still want to just see him pop. Why is he not on his right wing? I don't know. It's where he made his career. It, it just doesn't make sense. 
I don't, you know, don't uh, like him on the Playing this dude on his off wing is crazy. And, um, you know, it, it, they've done it all year. I don't remember how many times he's played on, on his right wing. Um, it's just, yeah, it, 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 it's just so many questionable things this year with this team. Wouldn't you love to see him take over a game? Oh, yeah. I'd Jesus love to see. It. And also, I'll tell you, I, I was kind of bummed last night when the lineups were and Chris Tierney wasn't on in, uh, uh, playing. I like what he's been bringing. But at the same time, you know, you have to look at it and say, well, who are you going to take out? Right. You know, and we got no Smith coming, coming back in a game or two. OK, so, you know, he Hitaka, won't be ready for Carolina, but maybe Seattle. So, you know, it, so Hataka sits and Smith comes back because uh, you're probably going to play him on defense, even though I thought Hataka for until Siegenthaler gets healthy and then you got to put Smith back in. So you're losing another forward. All the more reason to say, listen, we've got depth to trade. Right. Like We're full. You know? We're over full. You know, and I, I get why some of these teams might not be in a huge rush to make the deal because if right. I'm Calgary, I'm going to wait until the very last minute. It's bigger and bigger. Yeah. And, you know, let yeah, truly, Carolina yeah. and Jersey can, you know, outbid each other for it's March. Kinda why I, you know, I kind of go back to the Elvis Merlickens thing because I just think that is an easier deal to make. Yeah, I, I I believe that I you do. Know, I do admit, like, uh, yeah, I, I would prefer Markstrom, but Merlickens now uh, and at a better price is probably a better fit for the team than you know holding out and and getting uh, Markstrom you know a little too late uh, to salvage the season because that's the whole point. Because if it's about you know getting a, a better longer term goaltender, I think we'll have even more options after the season. So, yeah, I wouldn't mind keeping Markstrom for the two years on his term if things are going well. Sure. But, uh, you know, I think the, you have to decide what you're doing. Are you trying to save the season? If so, do it now. Don't wait for the perfect goaltender move. And, um, you know, if not, then I get it. You know, then you're waiting for next season. I, I don't know that that's the right move to make. I don't believe that we're done yet. But it's, maybe I'm not being realistic. Maybe we are done. It's funny because we've all said it. Today, we keep saying save the season. In reality, they should be making moves that they feel puts them over the top. Yes, the yes. Like, let's just, I mean, go for it. But then that's the higher price, like you're talking about for Markstrom. Um, I think anybody at this point comes in, a new goalie, a new voice on the team says, wow, okay, yeah. Look what that, look what we did. So let's make this happen. Yeah. And unfortunately, like the, it would be a little bit better position to land some of these guys too, because they have a say in where they're going to some extent. You know, it's right. not. Well, that's uh, the other thing with Markstrom; he does have a no trade clause, so he yeah. has to agree. So, well, if, if you're him, it, like you know, do you feel like this is the devil's year looking from the outside in? The I same report that I mentioned earlier did reference supposedly, right? Again, I don't know who it was. I don't care. I just kind of read it real quick that he Markstrom specifically would be open. To going to New Jersey. Okay, it is not a barrier. It's no. he, he would not uh, block that. That's right. so, I don't you know if that's he, speculation. I don't know where it came from. What about? I don't vet uh, shit. But I'm just telling you what I read. Sure. What about if you were him though, and you had to choose between Carolina and New Jersey? Right. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, if I, you're at this moment, if you're thinking where do I got a better chance to win a cup, this you're going year. to Carolina. Right. This year, this but year. if I'm saying who has the more bigger upside, who's got the higher ceiling, maybe I go to in New the next Jersey. Three years, my yeah. term, yeah. right now. Uh, the report was also about 15 teams had scouts at last night's game, and I'm right. going to bet pretty much, uh, you know, 
a million dollars here that they weren't looking at any any devils. So they were there to look at Markstrom mm-hmm. and Hannafin. Well, and then Tannen. hopefully you saw everything and you need because I saw everything I need from those three. I agree. And that's just why I just think the Markstrom deal, uh, Calgary is probably not going to pull that trigger until – the day of the deadline or really close to it. Well, then but, we got to sweeten the pot even more to right, make it do it early. Right. And then, then you start getting into like, did you overpay? But exactly. I mean, do you really overpay if after all this, we go three rounds deep? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's like, do you remember that? I don't know. I just, right. I know but this is going to be a waste a, of a down if we don't make the playoffs. It's a yeah. gamble. Cause I'm looking at my team. I got coaching issues that aren't going away this season. Um, you know, I've got a young defense. So you say, you know, hey, it won't be a high price if we go three rounds into the playoffs. But, you know, you got to say, even with that goaltender, what's that likelihood? And I don't want to be negative, but well, I know it's, you know, it's a realistic view. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I still haven't given up on it, but I do think they're the math is like, you know what? Don't don't go all in to the point where you're going to, you know, re- totally regret it when what is probably an even money bet of that goaltending move, not uh, necessarily launching into the playoffs. It, you know, it seems it's, like it's a not move, a given. It seems like a move that includes Markstrom is, could be seen as both an all in and as a stabilizing move though, because there is a little bit of term there. So true. you're, you're, you're at risk. Like say Hannafin comes in over with that deal. He's a free agent. So maybe you don't keep right. him. I get that, but at least you have some, of a stopgap. So you're, you're both going for it and protecting the next two years. It's a real interesting situation. I think any other goalie out there, that's not the situation. They I, could be I, a rental. They could be extremely long-term. But this guy kind of fits perfectly almost. There are still mm-hmm. two guys I do want to get your opinion on. And I'm just going to throw this out there that at the end of next season, Igor Sisterkin is an unrestricted free agent. It's all, the end of next season. The end of, the end of 2025 25. season, yes. Okay. Igor Shosturkin is a UFA. More um, reason to get from Marks from now. And, man, I would love to get him. Just to... I love his game. I think yeah. he'd be great. I Listen, I joke about, um, I think I just did the other day, like Jack Hughes owning him, stuff like that, right? But there right. is no goalie I fear actually more than playing against for the Devils than Shosturkin. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, if, God, man, yeah, if we could, like, offer him, you know, a, a 10 for 8 or whatever it is, I don't know what the goalie's going to go for, to, I would do it. He's only at like five and a half now as far as his uh, his AVA. So, but everybody I mean, would offer him a max contract that yes. needs a goalie. Oh, yeah. So what would make him come over the river, you know? Um, if, all, if the money's the same, hey, he gets to stay close to where he's been living. Hey, they, you got a team that projects to be very good for the next eight years, six years at that point. Yeah. Who knows? But all right, I so would love it. One other guy. Um that the name has gone around, and I, I, I mean, we all love him. We're all big fans of him. But do you think that this is the type of dude that can help this? And I'm talking about Mark Andre Fleury. If you know Billy Guerin was to pull the trigger and trade him, and he is he a guy that you guys think moves the needle, or is he just too past his prime? That's a tough call. I mean, I, I would always err on the side of giving him a shot because. I just love his game so much. You know, the fact that he could squeak out some good years that could turn into magic, uh, you know, would far outpace what maybe Quick has done, you know? And and does the, that kind of give you a little bit of hope on that? Like right. maybe you'll be, you know, maybe we can have an Eastern Conference final in 2024 of Jonathan Quick versus Marc-Andre Fleury. That would be awesome. Yeah. But, um, you know, 
again, I mean, I think we're all kind of at the thing, like, you know, at the point that just get anybody at this point. He, like, he, but, he moves the needle enough for me by name alone that just by having him, albeit past his prime, it, there's something to that that says, hey, this guy, another kick at the can, and he's still Marc-Andre Fleury. And if nothing else, he literally can't be worse than what we have right now. Right. And, and it wouldn't cost hot. nearly as much as anything we're talking about. He could, yeah, he could, he could steal you around. That's an interesting name. It is. You know, it is. I, I, that is a, definitely an interesting name. Uh, see In high, like if we had the benefit of hindsight, if we could say, you know what, screw all this other goalies, we're just gonna, we're just gonna get Mark Andre Fleury, right? Because he's a little easier to obtain, and then no, we could buy a guy like Sturkin into that. That'd be great, but we don't have a crystal ball. We can't really do that. No. Um, but, but it is starting. It, like, there are other goaltenders, I think, that are becoming free agents in the next couple of years, right? So maybe it is. I don't know. They have I to get somebody at some point. They have something to, to get do something this year. You know, we have to get our Andre Vasilevsky, our you know Corey Crawford, our Tim Thomas. You know, just that that competent backstop that you just know come playoff time they're going to be there, and then just let the boys do what they do. Um, because man, it's like this team is built for. You know, I get all the injuries, everything they went through this year, but this is the healthiest they've been in a really long time. So, you know, you got to pull the trigger on something, I think. That question was posed to Heischer, too, like pregame and about how close it is to the team they thought they were going to field in, um, you know, in October. And I was like, actually, the defense is actually quite far off. Right. Uh, really. I mean, that's just the truth. I'm not saying that Nemec hasn't come in and surprised us and plays great. I still think he might actually become our best defenseman in a few years. Um, no offense, Luke. Um, but, yeah, that's still kind of a hybrid mix of the fringe player you were possibly going to bring in and the core that you had. So there's still some work to be done. Who You really think that Nemec has more of an upside than, than Luke? No, nah, I guess I, I probably don't overall. Like, in the grand scheme of things, no, nah, I, I think – Probably Luke's our, our gem, but uh, I just so impressed with a kid who just came in just yeah raw and yeah. just what he can do. And I think I even compared – I said we got two of them that yeah. have basically never played before that you would think have been playing for at least three years. So uh, I guess, you know, if a gun to my head, long term, Luke's probably winds up being the better player. But Nemec's got a slightly different dimension to him that I just love the fact that we're going to have both of them for a very long time. Who, who do you think has a higher ceiling, Dan? That is a tough call, dude. They, they, either one of them could run away with that uh, at some point, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they're just like neck and neck for their whole careers. I mean, they're both very talented players, extremely talented. Um, I don't know. I guess I feel Casey like in the wing too. Still got Casey yeah. too. You know, yeah. like imagine these, yeah. this defense in three years. Wow, man! I'll tell you one yeah. thing about defense for me, and and just hockey in general. As I get older, this is going to sound ridiculous because it's ice hockey. The more I really appreciate those who can really skate like glide like go back to scott niedermeyer who was never one of my favorite devils anyway maybe because he flew under the radar but the skill the he skating was ability one of my favorites jack hughes Beautiful the way skater. he skates and luke when they're not falling <laughs> for no reason like right. just skating too fast like they're they're just you could tell their mom was like you know power skater or whatever she was and they're just they skate so gracefully so as i watch that and i watch a lot of kids now playing and i just see the skating ability just kind of puts you in front of the pack right. so i mean we have so many amazing skaters on our team 
And that's the one thing, you know, you mentioned the Hughes, even Nemich, uh, Brat, you know, these guys are just ridiculous with their edge work and how they can just avoid hits. They, uh, you know, getting in the right spots. It's Jack is, I think Jack's the best uh, as far as that goes, his skating, his puck handling, there's nobody on this team that's better, but the defense has a huge upside in a couple of years. Um, But you know, I mean, maybe, and that's just maybe that's really just it. Maybe it's just going to take a little bit of time, and you know, this year might not be the year. Uh, even if they make the playoffs, I, I, no one really sees this team winning the Stanley Cup. Um, so, Chris, would you put Ball in the package for either Hannafin or Tanev, knowing we might not sign them, or do you protect Ball? I let him go. You'd let him go? Yeah. Think he's replaceable at this point in his career? Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I I think, is it going to be difficult to find another six foot eight defenseman who doesn't hit anybody? Uh, maybe not six <laughs> foot eight, but you can definitely get five foot eight. Other guys, yeah. Guys that aren't going to hit. Um, with his size, he should be so much more physical. I know. Uh, I was really hoping that this would be the year that he, you know, gets that all together because there were some signs early on that, you know, this was coming together. Um, he did progress really well from when they brought him in last year throughout the playoffs, you know, like yeah, he, he definitely grew. So he had reason to be hopeful, but you're right. He's not using his physicality the way he should. Uh, you know, he, I don't know if it's just from playing with these guys like Hughes and Nemitz, like that, that, that is, he thinks he should play that way. He's not that kind of player. He can do something that they don't do and that is necessary and that's needed and that pairs well with that style of defenseman right but he doesn't always do it and um his skating has always been the worst part of his game i thought it came around a lot but um it's not enough and he's not using that size and that range nearly as much as he should uh this you know it i i think maybe he could get there still but would you package him then yeah after for the right thing but you know it does leave another hole because at least he's got inklings of playing that type of defensive hockey that we need in addition to the you know, modern day Niedermeyers. We need guys who are also defensively like super solid, super sound, and will play with that grit and make you pay to try to stand in front of that net. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Nemitz and, and um, Hughes are not going to be those defensemen. And they're, that's kind of a waste of their game to say, you know, look, I don't want you letting anybody park themselves in front of our goalie that's a player like ball should be doing something like that. And he hasn't consistently been good that way. Uh, at times he is, he's got a huge frame, but it's uh, I don't know what part of his game exactly is missing. I guess it'd be the skating more than anything, but also like situational awareness. He's just, right. sometimes he's just a little late to the play. He's got his back to a play, things like that. You move him, Bob. Yeah, I do. With the way that the rest of the, defense is structured and we joked about if if they made it to the playoffs and Dougie came back how you got you know Dougie Hughes and Nemec all on a on a line by themselves so on the offense no matter who is on defense you don't cross the blue line right I would yeah. I mean at this point I would take Joe straight up blue line don't know who you are minimally boring defensive player you know what I mean to just I don't feel like we need. Um, never going to fit that much on the back of the. Jersey. That's a long it's, name. Is it a long name? It is. Yeah. You could probably shrink it. It's going to go down the arms, <laughs> up <laughs> one elbow, <laughs> down to the other elbow. Well, you know what I mean. Like I don't even need a named guy at this point when we have some of the other points that we, the guys yeah. that we have, just just somebody who is super steady, boring. I'm an even rating. I don't shoot the puck on net. I just you know stop the guys from 
roll right. into the zone. Yeah, and I'll you know? deck somebody in the mouth if they, yeah. you know, get into I, the it's, it's, it's 20 guys I never heard of because yeah. they just do their job quietly on other teams. Well, we're going to, you know, come back on Monday. We'll, we'll you know, anything else you guys want to talk about um, before the Carolina game tomorrow? I think that no, that I got to catch up on my prayers. All right, yeah. so Bobby's going to find God <laughs> tonight and hope that uh, it helps with the Devils beating. The Devil fan's going to find God. Tomorrow. That's good. It's a, it's a tough one tomorrow, but you know we'll see what kind of team comes out in the ice and plays because uh, it's it's shit or get off the pot time. Yeah, so for, check game. Yeah, so for anybody listening to us, we appreciate it. Give us a five star review, a positive download, positive review rather, five star rating, downloads. Positive downloads are good too. Yeah, positive downloads are good. Download whatever you want. Don't throw our download back at us. (laughs) That looks bad. Oh no, they uploaded it back to you. Yeah, that's uh, (laughs) that takes away all our downloads. So we appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for uh, checking us out. Drop us a line uh, on X or unclepuckers at gmail.com for Bobby and Dan. I'm Chris. We're the Uncle Puckers. We'll see you when we see you. Puckers out. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. With conviction. Bye-bye. That's a good one, Bob. Thank you. I don't think there was a conviction yet. There's just charge. Bye-bye. <laughs> no, that's, that's squeaky. Yeah, we don't like that one. Puckers out.